Wait, did we get married doing this? Jason, did you sucker me into marriage? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm winning that one. <laughs> Look at this shithole. <laughs> no, I married your parents. You're my son. Oh. Come to papa. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. I'm Jason. <laughs> this week we played Anthem. Anthem. Get your javelins ready, boys. Oh yeah, get those javs powered up. Ugh. I they totally refer to them as javs too, don't they? They do. Uh, uh, released February 2019. If you didn't realize that this game just came out. Weird. Developed by Bioware, produced by EA, uh, released on the PS4, Xbone, and Windows. Other games released at the time of uh, when this comes out. This year, <laughs> short list, Ace Combat 7, Apex Legends, and Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't want to play it, Jake. Yeah, I know. You don't have to, though. We get to. Yeah! <laughs> for you guys. For our listeners. We do all this for I hope that squeak comes through on the mic. <laughs> I, it really had better because that was amazing. All right, like we're gonna we're gonna haul ass through this thing because there's a lot to say and also nothing to say. Anthem was an idea and barely a game, and you play as snarky McFreelancer, uh, male or female. I think we both went male. Yep. Yeah. You get to pick a face that doesn't matter at all, and you are in Fort Tarsus. Fort Tarsus. Fort Tarsus. The planet, continent, I don't know, it's called Bastion. Yeah. I don't, still don't know. Bastion refers to, like, the the, the world, the continent. It, it, the kingdom? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. You're in Fort Tarsus, and how does it even, like, start? It begins with the Heart of Rage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fly into the Heart of Rage, everything goes sideways, Tutorial, 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 whatever. You fly out of there with Halleck. Yep. You drag him out. He's complaining that you're not going to let him die a glorious warrior's death and ascend to Valhalla. Which is true. And you bugger the fuck out, and then it takes... How many years? Two. Two years? Yep. Two-year time jump. Because before this, the freelancers were like the heart of civilization. They were heroes. And then two years later, you are the scum of civilization and no one trusts you. Yeah, I mean, you failed this one mission and now all of you are giant pieces of shit. Yes, it makes perfect sense. They tore down your statues, burned all your manuscripts and said, fuck the freelancers. Fuck the freelancers. Yeah. Yeah. So... You are still freelancing. You're scrounging by, you know, you're the, the bottom of the bottom. You, you and your cipher, who is uh, magic people who can psychically link with you. Yeah, they're also like your um, Overwatch, what am I thinking of? When you're on a mission, they're your eyes and ears outside the suit. Yeah, your cipher, Owen. Ugh, fucking Owen sucks. And Owen's all chipper, and you're a great team, and you're like, yeah, we are, because you're happy-go-lucky freelancer, dude. And you're approached by a secret agent, agent of... Corvus. Corvus. Corvus is the, like, intercontinental spy network. Yeah, were they, like, the government, right? I do not know. Yeah, like, what the fuck Corvus is, is, like, vague? They're spies. Oh, yes, they're spies, but, but like... Like, it's some nebulous organization. And she shows up with her bodyguards and says, Hey, I need you to find this dude, right? She has you go uh, save Matthias. Uh, is it Matthias? Is it not? No, no, it's, uh... Some other dude? Random lady. Sure. One of her spies was in with the, um, what are they, Ravagers? Yeah. Uh, some, like, outlaw group that smuggles shit. Only her contact with her has, like, she's missing. Yeah. And she needs you to go find her. Oh, because you go, because they have a relic, and this is where you see, uh, the monitor for the first time. Yep. And the monitor is... This big bad dude in, like, I guess a super beefy javelin? Yeah. I assume that's just not his face. No, no. He's, like, um, made of, what would you call that, tessellation? Like, yeah. he's all, like, triangles, pretty much. 
He's like, give us the relic. And she's like, no. And he's like, they're, oh, we found it. And so he electrocutes her to death. And then you're like, no. And then like rush out there like an idiot and yeah, put the Dominion shoulders down while he fucks off. So the Dominion's back and you get to learn from Yarrow that the Dominion attacked years ago at Freeport. Uh, man, what was the name of that fucking place? No, because that's where the Heart of Rage is. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Free something. Yeah, free something, and, like, it's... They attacked, they were coming to control this ancient Shaper relic. I haven't explained what Shapers are at all, we'll get to it. And, like, (laughs) they tried to control it, and it explodes, and that's what turns into the Cenotaph in the Heart of Rage. It devours the city. Yeah. What is a cenotaph? Oh, we don't know that. Oh, okay. Uh, but, so the Shaper relics and all this whole lore stuff is that the anthem is the anthem of creation. And it is this power that, like, exists outside of our universe. And the Shapers could use it to bend reality. They couldn't control it, but they could use it to bend reality. Oh, hold on, though. Couldn't they? No. They firmly established that the Shapers could never, like... Well, they couldn't control the Anthem. Yes, they could never control the Anthem. They could use its power to power their relics to shape, you know, the world. But they could never control the Anthem itself. It is some beating heart of chaos and creation. Okay. The Shapers being some, what, like, precursor civilization that left all this technology behind that... The people nowadays, as you're playing the game, like, find this technology and, like, try and use or understand because no one really has it figured out. Yeah. So you have the arcanists who are arcane archaeologists who study the Shaper Relics. That's They're really interested in all the magic science of the foregone civilization that, like caused cataclysms and stuff at times all right so a lot of what you do is like fixing these shaper relics you what do they call it some specific like calm them i can't remember Uh, it comes down to you just putting them back together yeah it's um it's gonna drive me fucking crazy cool we'll remember it later or we won't uh so you have to like if relics act up, you have to put them back together so they stop exploding. Or there's these weird, like, black tentacle things that you have to collect the orbs and bring back to. Yeah, the echoes? Yeah. Or you have to kill waves of enemies. And that is every stage of every mission in the entire game. Yeah. No, yeah. that's... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, the Monitor is part of this, like, group that attacked years ago that ended up creating the Heart of Rage, which is where your character... Uh, and the freelancers got destroyed, and it consumed a city, and why everyone lost their faith in you. And you're like, man, this guy's big bad, and he has the big bad evil plan to... He wants to control the cenotaph, which is, like, linked to the anthem in the Heart of Rage, which is, like, the storm around this thing. Because it's, you know, firing off bolts of creation energy. Great. So... You need people who know the Heart of Rage, so old Spymaster tells you you need to get back with your old crew. You gotta get the crew back together. Halleck and... Faye. Faye. So you go find Halleck and Faye, they're talking with some mob boss. Yeah, princess, whatever. And you get back on their good side by eating a bloat sack or something. Yep. They're like, what do you want? You're like, okay, I need to get to the Heart of Rage. And they're like, well, that's kind of what we're trying to do, too. Yeah, so then you have this back and forth, will they, won't they? Yeah. Let's work together. Now go fuck yourself. Meh. But you're you're aligned well enough that you're like, okay, we kind of have to do this together. Because you're like, there's only one person who's gone into, like, a cenotaph, into the Heart of Rage, by themselves. And that was General Tarsus? Yes. Your city is named after her, because she's amazing. She's the best. She is the best. And so you go discover the... You get to do this awful, boring slog that forces you to grind, and then 
is wonderfully pointless to like <laughs> go to the four tombs of the generals to get to the tomb of General Tarsus. And you do that, and then her tomb like opens up and you get her like sigil, which will let you access her tomb. Uh, no. The tomb you've already gone into her tomb. It acts the the castle, the uh, Citadel of Light. Uh, that sounds about right. Something like that. Castle of Light, Citadel of Light, and you go there, and her sigil opens it, and then you have to go through the trials. Oh, right, right. To get to her javelin, the javelin of light. Yeah. So the three people that were at the Heart of Rage before, since everybody else died in the process, or like scattered into the winds. Yeah. Faye and Halleck have this plan that they can get to it. They just need General Tarsus's javelin because that has to be powerful enough to make it to it. Yeah. So her, they can silence it. Hers was a special, like, javelin built for her that has, like, systems that no one else had. So her javelin is special, and you need it to get into the Heart of Rage to silence the Cenotaph. The uh, javelin, as we never explained, is the uh, Iron Man suit that you have. You go through the trials where it, it's, like, you... It's dumb. It's dumb and needlessly game-lengthening, like, open five chests and kill so many enemies, revive three other people. Well, I just meant the, not the trials to get to the tombs, the trials... Oh, the trials themselves. Once you're in there, because it's like, fight this titan, and its titans are super boring. Yeah, do this boring bullet sponge fight, mm -hmm. and then uh, take out waves of enemies. Just fight waves of enemies. And then watch this, because you can't skip it. Yep. Uh, oh, watch the same cutscene like three times. Watch the same cutscene because you can't skip that either. And then you get finally to the javelin of light, and you're like, "It's alas!" And then bleh, you're all electrocuted. Oh, it's Owen! Double cross time! Because this whole time he's been super shitty. Because you're back with your old crew, and you're like, "Oh yeah, old crew, buddy, buddy." Except you know, there's still that tension, but you're still like, you are intimately aware of like their situation, and like you have a lot of background with each other. And Owen is eminently aware of that, and it rubs him the wrong way. Yeah, and then every time you go out on a mission where he's like, I'll be the cypher, and Faye's like, nah, bro, I got this. And yeah. he's like, well, what am I going to do? And when, they're like, fucking sit in the corner and play with yourself. No one gives a shit. When Faye's like, yeah, but I already have all the intel. Like, I've already done all the research. I'm going to cypher it up. Yeah, and he's like, I want to get in a javelin. And everyone's like, it takes years of training, and you ain't there, bro. Yeah, well, because he tried once earlier in the game and failed spectacularly, and you had to save him. Yep. Because he freaked out, overheated, and couldn't move. Because of the uh, brain link or some bullshit with the way javelins work. Because they're magic. Whatever. Yeah. So he betrays you, grabs the javelin, is like, I'm going to help the monitor get to the heart of rage. And for my help, he'll spare the fort, Tarsus, and all the people. This is a good plan. You're like, this is a terrible plan. Villain's gonna villain. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know how no one has ever explained to someone that giving your opponent the powers of a god and expecting them to keep their word is really dumb. I'm going to make you so strong we could never hope to defeat you. Please still keep your word. Please don't kill us like you said you weren't going to. Yeah. Like you were doing before I said I would help you. And then stopped, as I said, I would help you become stronger so that we couldn't defeat you. Yeah, but, like, did he stop? I don't think he did. Not really. Hmm. Owen fucks off in the super javelin. You're like, shit, what do we do? And Faye is like, I got a good look at the javelin. We've still got the scrolls from the Temple of Light. We can maybe rig something up. So you do some quests for, uh, do you have to work with Matthias or... Dax. Dax? Yep. Who the fuck's Dax? Dax is the uh, in line to the royal throne. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, in order to make the Shield of Dawn, which is what you need to access or get to the Heart of Rage, the Cenotaph in the Heart of Rage, I suppose, you have to run quests for Matthias and or Dax, like her Emerald City bullshit. Sure. Um, you can do one or the other, uh, but if you do both, the cost to make it is reduced. Whatever. I did one of them, and then I just made it, because the materials were inconsequential. They were, and I did both of them just to, like, do it yeah. for the content. I could have afforded it after I was done with the first one. So you make the shield, and then something... Halleck goes off by himself. Yeah, Halleck pouts because he's an old man now. 
And he can't pilot a javelin as well as he used to. And then when uh, Faye busts him out on it, when he's like, I'm going to go to the Heart of Rage, and Freelancer and Faye are both like, dude, you should not do that. You'll die. And he's like, fuck you guys, I'm out. And then fucks off. Yeah, because Faye's like, we're going to send you in because you're an unmitigated killing machine. And Halleck's like, but what about me? I'm old. And you're like, yeah, you're old. You get to sit on the sidelines, my dude. You're a coach now. Congrats. So he fucks off back to the Temple of Light and then gets pinned down by soldiers and uh, Owen saves him in his super javelin. And you show up and Owen's like, hey guys, um, Monitor betrayed me because I'm uh, not very good at this. So I failed to reach the Cenotaph at the Heart of Rage even with the super robot because I didn't actually have the sigil that you guys have. Well, he doesn't know that that's... but Yeah. He needed the sigil that you guys still had to activate her shield properly. And he's like, because the javelin didn't work as well as it should have. And so I couldn't reach the cenotaph. So uh, the monitor blinded me. Yeah, that's what he like lifts his visor and his like face is all scarred and his eyes are milky. So I want you to know that the monitor is the real deal. And he's going to be going for that cenotaph hard. And you're like, oh, and I don't care. You betrayed me and basically everyone in the entire world. Yeah, he makes this, like, shit-ass ploy to, like, try and get sympathy. And you're like, dude, go fuck yourself. And Halleck's like, dude, go fuck yourself. And then he gives you part of the shield and says, like, here, this should help you backwards engineer it so you can reach the cenotaph. So you do that and, like, whatever. So now your shield works to go to the cenotaph at the Heart of Rage. You go into the Heart of Rage. You get there just as... Uh, old Bucket of Bolts is, like, merging with the power of the Anthem. Uh, Dominus? Uh, Monitor, yeah. Yeah. I keep calling him Dominus in my head because he's totally not the main bad guy from Destiny 2. Well, also the Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. He just wants to merge with the power of a god and become godlike himself. That's totally original. Well, at least he's not all notice me, senpai, on it. True. So you put him in the dirt. Well, sorry. You beat him the fuck up. You shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. Lightning, lightning, lightning. Whatever the fuck you do. And then he's all injured and he starts limping away and Halleck hits him with his strider. Oh my god. This was the best part of the fucking game. Of all the fucking... Holy shit. So the Striders are these big uh, AT-AT looking motherfuckers, Mm -hmm. right? Which the people use, and it doesn't make sense how they get anywhere given the geography of the place. Nope. Because it's all like giant cliffs and shit. are really stupid. It literally doesn't make any sense. No, why wouldn't they have something that flies? Because the javelins can fly, so clearly you've got the fucking jet technology. Whatever, that's not important. You use these big dumb walkie things. And like, uh, Faye and Halleck are hanging back while you go to take out the monitor. And um, when he gets down to a quarter of his health left, out of fucking nowhere, a Strider just crashes into him and crushes him. Mm -hmm. It is fucking amazing. So then the Strider pops open and Faye's like, I know what to do. And she grabs the Cenotaph and like, I don't know, secret cipher bullshit and deactivates it. Yeah, she uses her delicious magical science and shuts it down. That's the end of the game. High fives. High fives all around. Uh, I beat the game at like level 15. Of 30? That was, what, 21, 22? That's what most people say is more common, assuming you do some of the side quests and stuff. Before we get into the rest of this game, uh, if you just mainline the story, it's a couple hours long. Yeah, I mean, okay, we did the story right together mostly. I mean, you went ahead and then I caught up and then we finished it off together. Yeah. Uh, And I was level 15, which again is notably low, but I think when I beat the game, I probably had about nine hours in. Single digit hours. If it wasn't for the uh, tomb bullshit, the just game lengthener to lengthen the game out, it would take two, maybe three hours. Oh, yeah. And that's the big thing is like the tombs have all these trials and we spent a couple hours, probably about two, I'd mm-hmm. say, just finishing those. And then at one point, like when you're doing the shield upgrades, you talk to someone and then they're like, oh, I'll have the shield fixed later. You have to go either do another mission, go into free play. You have to do something else and then come back to the fort. Yeah. Or you can do what we did and just go to the free play and then come immediately back. And yeah, there's only like three loading screens you have to get through to do that. <laughs> um, so it's just artificial game lengthening. The actual, I mean, We've covered the whole story in that whatever, however many minutes that took. Yep. That's the whole thing. That's it. Yeah, there are side quests. There are different unrelated contracts you can take. They are all not important to the story. At all. They don't change anything. They don't matter. Because you can do them before you've done the story or you can do them after. 
So they're just there. They're always there. Okay, we're... Before I start complaining about every single thing in this game, I need to talk about the good. Hey! Because here's the weird thing about Anthem, and what bothers me the most, is that I don't, I don't get to just put my big boy pants on and rail hard on this thing. Jesus. Because it's good at times. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, specifically the combat. Right. Of all the games we've played, and I've talked about being a space wizard, this game is the space wizard of games. When you are the storm, there's four different javelins, the storm, the ranger, the interceptor, and the colossus. Mm -hmm. When you're the storm, you bring the goddamn thunder. Literally. All the time. Like, I barely use my guns. I'm just dropping lightning on fools. I float above the battlefield and just hurl lightning. And it feels amazing. I'm just AoE damage, tearing through shields, just dropping fools. I didn't even bother playing another class. That's how much I loved playing as the Storm. Yeah, I, I did play as the other classes. In fact, the only one I didn't play was the Storm. Just, you were playing, I didn't need to bother. And there would be times when we'd be out, there'd be a group of enemies, and I predominantly played the Ranger. And I'm out there, and it's your, like, bog-standard gun. You have a grenade and, like, a wrist missile or some bullshit. There's, we can get into that later. I would be, like, uh, the Ranger's good at taking out individual enemies, where I'd be, like, taking dudes out one at a time, uh, a couple at a time if I get the explosions right. And there'd be, like, somebody behind me shooting me, I'd turn and then just fucking lightning bolt, and they would be gone. Or, like, I would be coming up on enemies, and I would just see, like, the storm gathering is Jason's getting ready to just fucking rain pain. And that shit was really fucking good. I think the ultimate ability for the storm is one of the most fun things. Because it gives you three AoE attacks. An ice attack, a fire attack, and a lightning attack. And they are big. I mean, like, you know, my it, this is bad for you, you listeners. The, the regular size of my lightning, this is, like, at least twice as big. And one hit kills everything on normal. Like, this is an elite turret gone in one hit. But it's so big, like, if they're, like, enemies are spawning and, like, 20 guys walk out of a portal, you just go, boop, they're all dead. All 20 of them, one shot. You then turn, and there's another portal, and you just aim over there, boom, they're all dead. You can drop 30, 60 people with this ultimate just because it gives you three attacks. And you just rain death from the sky. Also, the way uh, the damage multiplier works in this game is by getting combos. And to get a combo, you need a primer and a detonator. And depending on your setup, you have some that are primer with its own little symbol and then a detonator. It basically comes down to a status effect and then something to make them explode. Which the Storm Ultimate does both of those. Yup. I think it's the only thing that does both of them. Yeah, so you pull that trigger and you just see combo all over the place as you're just like, ah, <laughs> I am death. It is the most satisfying thing. And that that is what kills, like, that combat, I have really enjoyed a lot of the time. It does get kind of samey, but I enjoy it still. Some people really like the flying. I think uh, when you're on keyboard and mouse, the flying, the first controls are real fiddly and... I worked the mouse, like, controls to the point where I think I like them. I still don't like them as much as I think I could. See, I, I kept it default, and, like, I had to get used to it, but I think, all told, I'm at, like, 30 hours or so in the game. And I, I like the flying. It it did take me, like, five hours before, like, I got used to it, because it is fiddly. Yeah, the way it's, like, there's a weird lag when you move, and then you actually turn, and it... Doesn't feel like it should be there, but that's whatever. The uh, the flight as you're going around, I wish the world was more interesting that you were in, which we can get to, but you only have a limited time when you're flying. That is actually my biggest gripe. They will start you, like, on... You'll be somewhere, you know, mission start. You have to fly, like, three zones away to your first part of your mission, and you can only fly about one zone before you have to land to cool your jets. Which doesn't take that long. Like, no. if you drop and then start running on the ground, you get, what, like, four or five paces in, and then you can take back off, your shit's reset. But it just seems unnecessary to have it be that short. Or if you can go by any of the numerous waterfalls, depending on the area, because some, sometimes there isn't any, it will automatically cool off your jets. 
Yeah. Or if you're high enough and you can, like, angle yourself down. Straight down. If you start flying, like, downward. You don't even have to go straight down. You can be a little bit forward. Yeah, you can give it a little angle. And your jets will start to cool as you slipstream downward, I guess. Whatever. But, in like, each area, and because it changes depending on the area, you can only fly so high. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that either. Like... At face value, you have all this freedom of movement because you've got a 3D space you can move around in with the jetpacks. <laughs> Except you can't fly as high as you always want to fly because suddenly, like, you get up there and it's like uh, you hit a cloud out of nowhere and it won't let you go any higher. Yep. And then sometimes you'll be traveling between areas and the ceiling is lower where you're going to, so you fly into a cloud and just, like, drop. And there are things to make your jets last longer. True. But if you're talking about the components that do it, you are actively giving up the things that make you better at the game. Things that make you hit harder, have higher health, that kind of stuff. Each component gives you a bonus to armor and shields. So you're not necessarily giving up, like you're generally giving up a combat ability or a buff to some combat ability for the ability to potentially fly, what, 35% longer? Which is not worth it. No. Although, like, because I used that for a while... With the setup, you eventually get, it's what, level 28 or whatever, you unlock six components that you can add to your javelin, mm-hmm. which gives you a wide variety of buffs. And I think at that point, like, giving up one of those for additional flight time is probably not so bad because it takes so goddamn long to fly somewhere. I wish I could fly more, which is, you know, a good, bad thing. It's a sign that they made a pretty nice system, that flying is cool. And then they hindered it, and then they hindered it even more when you face Titans because you'll just randomly overheat because you got hit by an attack that, like, has a hitbox the size of who knows what. It's fucking magic! Yeah, you got uh, hit by a fireball with the hitbox the size of a fucking planet because there's no way you could avoid it even when you avoided it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like, being out on missions, flying from place to place, raining death, often is quite good. You get through with the mission, you're like, man... I think I enjoy this game. And then you get through with the mission and you get to go through all the screens that make you realize this game is terrible and everyone should hate it. Oh my god. The, like, loading screens and UI of this game are borked to hell. <laughs> now, we played this uh, post-release. So, like, we weren't in the early access. Correct. So I don't have anything to say about what it was like or pre-release, which I heard the loading times were worse. That is what people have said. I, I cannot substantiate any of that. I can't fucking... Like, I didn't think the loading times were that bad individually, but they are fucking numerous for no goddamn reason. I think they are bad. Like, I have rarely seen games with load times that bad. Like, loading for a whole minute is not uncommon in this game. 60 whole seconds. Dude, I struggle to think of other games that make you even wait 30 no, like I think about uh, moving around in GTA Online, but that's also a lot to do with the uh, servers. So. These load times are wicked. And then that's the thing. You finish your mission, and you get to go into... You get to load into your post-mission screen where you get your experience for the mission, mm-hmm. which also loads into your, like... You get experience a weird experience meter that builds for you and all your friends that gives you money every week. But it's a completely insignificant amount of money. Yeah. It's like a couple thousand gold when, like, new armors in the store cost, like, 60-something thousand. Yes. And then you get to see all your loot, and I hate this page. Well, okay. Okay. It's not the page's fault, okay? The page is just giving you information. It's the loot's fault. The loot is bad. I mean, the loot's bad. No. We'll talk about that later. I hate this page because the way it's, like, it doesn't organize anything. Ooh, no, it doesn't. Immediately, just like, you'll have, like, a purple item, a white item, a blue item, then another purple. And you're like, th- there's no organization structure. And then, like, you can scrap things from this page, but you can't compare it to what you're currently using. So you don't even know if it's an upgrade at this page. So anything that is, like, an item that you would like to use, you can't scrap here because you need to compare it unless you have all of your stuff written down somewhere else. Like, to compare. So, you find some things that maybe are better than what you're using. You don't know yet. You'll, so you close out of the loot screen. And then you go to your forge. 
which requires a loading screen. Hold on, hold on. You can go to uh, back to Fort Tarsus, to the forge to adjust your javelin, or to the launch bay, the multiplayer hub? Yeah. But it's not like you can't really interact with people there. Like, you can get to the forge from there. You can visit a shop from there. I guess if you just want to see people run around in their javelins, that's what you're at the launch bay for, right? No one goes to the launch bay. Not really. I did twice. Both times there was, like, one other person there. I mean, I did, and there'd be, like, two or three other people there. But it isn't like... We weren't trying to communicate. It's like they just accidentally ended up there. How would you? I I don't know. Because there's there's no text uh, chat in PC. Is there no uh, in-game chat? There might, I think there's a voice chat, but like no one has it set up that I know of. I never heard anybody talk. Yeah. And like, I'm not in it to talk to randos. And when we were playing together, we were on Discord. So once again, the bad game cast, totally, totally endorsing. Don't use whatever game you're playing's chat. Just use Discord. Seriously, though, use Discord. <laughs> Discord is real fucking good. They don't pay us, but uh, that's how we do everything because it's way nicer. Yep. Chat, voice, screen sharing. Discord's got it all. Also, launcher. Yeah, ah, so many little things. Fine, you, you no, you know, you no, you go, you beat your mission, right? <laughs> so you need to go talk to the person who you just competed the mission for. So you load back into Fort Tarsus. You load into Fort Tarsus, and you have to walk to this person back in their little fucking corner. And you walk at the speed of a cripple. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, it is. Well, hey, you can run though. No, you can't. Well, you, you can move faster. You hit shift, and you move. Faster than you did before. I guess. How much faster? Barely any. 0.25 maybe? And that immediately ends if you accidentally, like, bump into anything. Or turn slightly. Oh my god. So you go talk to this person back in their corner, and then you're like, okay, they give you a new mission. Time to go back to the forge and go back to, you know, launch a new mission. You have to walk all the way back to your javelin. Unless you're in a group. If you're in a group, the group leader can just hold R and immediately takes you... To the mission select screen. You can also do that if you're not the group leader. Just if you're in can a group. You? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a group, you can just hold R and it'll immediately take you wherever you are in Fort Tarsus. They have said that they're going to implement that for all people. Good. They should because that. Because they should have from the beginning because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Because having to truck your happy ass all the way around Fort Tarsus needlessly doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. It's the little touches, people. <laughs> and this is, game is missing all of them. Well, it's funny. Uh, one of the NPCs, Zoe, the uh, javelin mechanic, talks about the quality of life improvements and like how the little touches make the most difference. And she's absolutely right. Yeah. If only you know the writers and the uh, what fucking developers or engineers or whoever sat down and had that conversation. Seriously. So you walk back to your javelin. You're like, well, I want to see if those new items are any good. So you click on the forge loading screen. You load into your forge where you can now equip your new items, you look at them, you realize they're not as good. They're like, oh, well, this rolled worse on the loot table, so you scrap it. Then you back out, loading screen back to Fort Tarsus. Then you can go into the mission select to select a mission to launch, and then you have, if you're in multiplayer, a matchmaking loading screen. And, oh man, to do all of that, you just spent more time than you spent in the last mission. That is not uncommon. If you're playing on normal, you often feel so overpowered that, like, a mission would take a couple minutes. Because you show up and you just rain death. You and three other people are bringing the pain. Okay, so I played most of this game solo um, before you and I, like, started actually playing. Um, Like, when we finished it out. If you weren't around, I would set it to private and then just go and run a mission. And it was piss easy. Solo, and I told you, and uh, because Alex was asking me about it too, it took me 10 12 hours before I started to enjoy like the gameplay of the game because everything was so easy, it was just boring. And it wasn't until that point, like with enough side quests and shit that I was doing, that the enemies finally took a hit enough that it felt like, hey, it's combat, not just dude pops up and it's a shooting gallery because they can't stop me, I am death. What I didn't do, and you and I would do this, where like I didn't switch it to hard, and I should have. But I kind of wonder why the like base game difficulty isn't somewhere between normal, which is easy, and hard, which should be normal. Yeah, I think normal is too easy. I mean, from the get-go, if you play like they tell you to, and you even just with randoms, if you are four of you, at no point will normal ever challenge you. Oh my god. Except here's the funny thing. Because of how trash the loot is... 
people play on normal more often because there's no reason to play on hard. You either play on Grandmaster or on normal. Really? I know, I know. Um, the uh, hard's supposed to give you more experience, but the level cap is 30, and you don't get anything for leveling up. I mean, there's no like, RPG system. Nope. The only thing that you get is... Better uh, drops. Yep. Well, <laughs> quote-unquote better drops. Uh, higher level drops. Yeah. Not necessarily better. All right, just we brief talk about the loot system. I hate it. So the loot system is tied to your level. Which immediately makes me, like, uh, dislike it. It There is no uh, named weapon that a certain enemy is going to drop. There is no chance you're going to randomly stumble across some kick-ass rare item. You are... Not until you're level 30. You're level 10. Your drops are predominantly green. You're level 15. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, the exact breakdown, but bear with me here. Suddenly you have access to blues. And you don't start getting blues you get blues mixed in with greens and whites yeah where i was at i started getting purples i'm not getting like a steady supply of purple drops i'm getting a couple purples also blues also greens also whites why when i'm like getting near the level cap am i still getting common items yeah up until which they supposedly have fixed but i haven't been able to check grandmaster level one which is the hard you know like after hard, there's Grandmasters 1, 2, and 3. And that's where you're like, the best loot is. Grandmaster level 1 would still drop white and green items at level 30. Jesus Christ. Yeah, people were opening the chests from the strongholds mm-hmm. and getting whites and greens. Are you fucking with me? Yeah, if that's what you're getting, why would you even fucking bother? Which, like, it seems like people aren't. Yeah, that's why people play on normal. Because it's a joke and you can crush through things super fast. Like, one person can solo every content in the game without even trying on normal. Like, you don't... Once you're to the point of having, like, epics and maybe even masterworks, you're a god in normal mode. Enemies are like, eh, and you're like, no. Yeah, but, like, for most of the game anyway, you... And the drops aren't that substantially different. Only that Grandmaster now offers a guaranteed masterwork at the end of every stronghold and the end of every legendary contract, which is more endgame stuff that uh, allows you to fill out your masterworks actually pretty well, supposedly. Although those are all like component drops. None of them are guns. So if you want masterwork or legendary guns, you're just left up to RNGesus. Enjoy. And you know, uh, famously giving RNGesus. Yeah. So there are um, the different Titans and they all have different components uh what are the uh like grenades and then like assault weapon and then special and that what they're called changes for each class yeah and the classes do play differently uh although i would say not like markedly with the exception of the colossus because the colossus doesn't dodge colossus has a shield uh because you're a big fucking tank you you tank shit right and it's pretty satisfying as the colossus when you whip that big ass shield out and you just charge it shit and then punch it in the face with it pretty good also, the uh, Colossus' ultimate, which is just, like, this big fuck-off rocket launcher. Oh, my God. I fucking love that thing. Always be making things explode. The wind-up on it sucks, though. I put a little time in as the Colossus just to feel it. Uh, same thing with the Interceptor, uh, which trades out armor for speed. And it's it's okay. It's more uh, close combat, which isn't where I want to be. Which is why I stuck with the Ranger so I could stay at, like, a mid-range. Give me plenty of time to dodge, and then, you know fire, counterfire, etc. But, like, I also didn't really like the abilities that I had at the time, and you don't get drops for other classes, only what javelin that you're in. Yes, thankfully. I kind of hate that. No, no. If you were to pop a legendary and it was for a javelin you didn't use, that would suck. True, but you played the entire game as a storm. Yes. So if you tried to switch to another javelin, you have fucking no incentive to do it. Because all of your shit sucks, unless you've got enough parts to craft stuff out of the gate. Yeah, I played this the whole time. This is level 30. I want to try something new. Oh, wait. This is garbage. Great. I mean, I would have really good guns. I, yeah, I'm mean, normal. You're not going to run into any issue. So it shouldn't take that long. Okay, but like, let's talk about the guns. And how wildly different all the guns are. Oh yeah, there's like uh, a couple of them. Yeah, there are, what, nine altogether. Technically. Yeah, uh, but most, the Ranger, Storm, and Interceptor can use seven, mm-hmm. 
the Colossus is the only one that gets the auto cannon and the uh, grenade launcher. Yes, you get the heavy weapons. The fucking grenade launcher sucks. So, yeah, it, there's seven different classes of guns, and within each class, there's three or four different guns. And by three or four, I mean there's three in all of them except for one, which is four. So, uh, there's 22 different guns. Crazy variety. 22. Good lord. And now, like the uh, assault rifle, let's say. There's a uh, fully automatic, because it's an assault rifle. And then there's one that's got a four-round burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Now it's a third-person shooter, and I can't think of any third-person shooter where, like, the guns feel different. It's like the fully automatic one feels so different than, like, an LMG, right? No. It, n- no. Like, these these guns feel so samey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trade out rate of fire with, uh, like, base damage. And then there's the one LMG that, like, pisses bullets, but its kick is a motherfucker. Yeah. And even that is, like, you're on a mouse. It's not that bad. Like, you can... Mm-hmm. Or just, like, burst fires, fucking whatever. But, like, the uh, the pistols or the marksman rifles or the sniper rifles... I, I will say the one sniper rifle, the uh, Devastator, which uh, has a charge up and then it explodes when it hits. I think it's fucking satisfying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's in my loadout. Yeah, also, just, like, the AoE that explosion has. Oh, God, that's good. Because it's, like, spell number three. Lightning, lightning, exploding gun! Yeah, good shit. And I've seen Masterworks and Legendaries. And, unfortunately, I tried to and couldn't get to level 30 uh, before we recorded. I'm close, but I'm not there. But I've seen plenty of Masterworks and Legendaries that people have posted online and, like... Some of them are amazing. And by amazing, I mean they just rolled really high on damage. And uh, not the actual damage because that, that number is fixed, but on their little mods. Yeah. And I've seen ones that are mega trash. Yeah. Uh, if you get on the Anthem subreddit, you'll see people post this where uh, somebody has this assault rifle that gives them plus 240% damage. Mm-hmm. Fuck a duck. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Same gun, next person, 1% bonus damage. Fucking 1% on your goddamn masterwork. Yeah. Your goddamn endgame gun gives you 1% bonus damage. What the fuck is that? You're just you're just rolling the same loot, and none of these items are unique other than the little descriptor numbers. And so that's all you're rolling, is those little number chances to get the the good ones. So it feels so blah when you're just like, eh, whatever. I mean, I get I get a lot of purples at this point, honestly. Like, I get so many epics. And I, while I was running today to try to get to 30, I did like six missions before the game crashed again. And I probably got an average of five to eight epics per run. I scrapped all of them. Not a single one was useful for me. The last stronghold we did, uh, well, yeah, uh, the last one we did before um, everything crashed into a fiery pit, uh, and I haven't touched the game since, mm-hmm. I got three epics. Nice. And, like, the strongholds, like, you get a shit ton of loot out of it. Mm-hmm. It's too bad it's not better. Yeah. And the stuff that I had was better than, um, like it was my, it was replacement stock. You know, it was better than what I had for yeah, each one. Yeah, but you're one. still leveling. So yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I've also got more room to go than yes. you have at this point. Yeah. Uh, so the loot's not great, and as we just talked about real quick, there, uh, server disconnects are real. Oh boy, yeah, they are. Sometimes the server is just like, mm, I'm not having it. You're done. And it's great because if it happens during the mission, you lose all your progress. Or if it happens right at the end of the mission, you lose all your progress. Yeah, but sometimes it decides to have a little bitch fit, kicks you back out to the main menu, then you can go back into it because it sees that you are in progress, and mm-hmm. then you can go back into it, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Because the game fucked up, and it doesn't know what to do now. Now, there is a way around that. Uh, if you and your fellow squadmates manage to spawn back into the instance, you all just have to die, and then when you respawn, the game will continue. Yay! Workarounds. How long do you think it took people to collectively figure that out? A while. I mean, so usually you'll have just people quit out yeah. of the mission. 
And then when you quick play, you're thrown into a random mission. So sometimes you'll just be thrown into a mission that's bugged. This happened many times for me where I would just join a mission and people were fighting a literal endless wave. And after two minutes of killing the same enemies, I was just like, this quest is never going to advance. So I just quit. Can we talk about the um, different enemy types uh, before we continue on with the glitches and shit? Sure. You've got dude with gun, dude with gun, insect dude with gun, a couple pieces of wildlife, and uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The main menu, me- enemies that you fight through the game are scars, which are bug people. Whoa. The main enemy is the Dominion. Well, I have gotten there. The Dominion, who are just soldiers, and then uh, outlaws, which are just reskinned Dominion. Uh, that use shotguns. I guess some of them have rocket launchers instead of the uh, elemental dudes that the Dominion has. They also have elementalists. Do they? Yep. I mean, I knew that they... I didn't see any till the no, end of the game. Do. Oh, okay. Oh, also the uh, scorpions, never-ending goddamn big-ass bug things. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you get an LMG, you're on the ground, it really feels like Starship Troopers. It's it's not bad. I'll give you that. Um, no. I, scorp- oh, I guess they also... I'm doing have- my part. Yeah. Wolven, because there's wolves occasionally. The Dominion has the brutes, the big troll-looking things with the uh, rocket launchers on their back. Yeah, so you got the brute the of the big enemies. You got the brutes. You've got the Ursix, Titans. Uh, what the fuck do they call those uh, Banshee motherfuckers? Uh, they say Valkyrie, but they call them something else. Yeah, I don't even think they say Valkyrie. I don't think so. I legitimately don't remember what they're called. I only remember them from the Heart of Rage. Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe one other story mission. Well, the game makes it sound like they're going to be fucking some big tough enemy, but when we ran into it the first time, there was four of us, and we put that fucker down. Yeah, before which... he had a chance to like attack, his shields vanished, his health vanished, and he just died. Because that's how normal goes. Yeah. Bring the thunder. Well, that's how normal goes solo. You add three other people. It's you don't have to pay attention to what this you're doing. Easy? Piss easy. Piss easy. There are not a lot of enemies. And so that's what leads into it feeling very samey. Like, go here, kill these dudes. Go here, kill these dudes. Were they different? Well, one was Outlaw and one was Scar. And you're like, okay, but like, I... They both are just guys running on the ground shooting at me. They both have a guy who sits at a distance and fires a big weapon at me. The insect people have snipers. The outlaws have rocket launchers. They both have a dude who flies and shoots stronger attacks at me. The outlaws have elementalists. The uh, scar. The what is it? Yeah, scar. The scar have. They have the jetpack dudes with the machine gun. Jetpack dudes with machine guns. Like they're the same thing. Yeah, the uh, scars in the Dominion have turrets. Mm-hmm. 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 Everybody has their uh, big class. Well, I guess the uh, the outlaws don't. Yeah, I don't think the outlaws have a big brute dude. No, instead they just have the uh, shotgunners. Yeah, because the Scar have the big dude with the shield. Yeah. They have their own Colossus. So much work seems to have gone into making this game interesting to play. The combat and flight and, like, mechanical of it. And then they just didn't fucking try with, like, the amount of content. Or the amount of loading screens, or the UI, or anything else in this game. Um, when you try to look at your javelin, but all the pieces are disconnected. Mm-hmm. And when this goes live, I'll post that picture that I sent you of the interceptor. Oh yeah, uh, visual glitches of I would constantly have my cursor on the screen. Yep. Just like when you're out in the world and it's not supposed to be there, it would just be hanging out. Uh, when I would load into missions and it would do the matchmaking, you would have your, like, gearing up your javelin animation. I would have the map overlaid on top of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I never had that. All the time. Uh. When we went into a mission and then we fell straight through the strider we were standing on? Yep. Just, like, into it. Uh, just... (sighs) What do we want to talk about? The tethering? Which isn't a glitch, but is garbage. Holy shit. You're not in the mission area! What? Yeah, the uh, mission area is defined by whoever's closest to it. So, if you were trying to pay attention to what's happening, if you're trying to gather loot, and uh, fucking Billy Random just shoots off towards the next area, he gets uh, five seconds ahead of you, and then you are teleported to where he is. Yeah. And you can't go back. They said they fixed it, and I, I don't know. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. 
I'm always the one sprinting forward because I'm just tired of like people are like oh kill everything and I'm like kill nothing why would you bother they're like well I had a masterwork drop from a random mook I'm like good for you yeah I'm glad the proper sacrifices to RNGs has worked for you this day but it is eminently faster just to kill clear and move on as fast as possible hit the chest kill hit the chest clean the boss get out go back through and then, I mean, I haven't even hit the actual grind of, like, people keep playing the one of the strongholds over and over and over again because it's noticeably easier than the other two. And people play on Grandmaster 1, but people never play on Grandmasters 2 and 3. It's just so many things. Oh, oh, also, um, in Fort Tarsus, all the uh, people that you are forced to talk to if you want to get your faction levels up. Yeah, I mean... And the, uh, we're going to talk about the dialogue choices that you have. Non-existent. Oh, they give you a choice, but it doesn't matter. They're non-existent. And that's the one thing I always liked about Bioware games is the conversation when you're talking with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fucking Mass Effect, goddamn Dragon Age. Now, I will accept... I guess the fact that all the people in the town, my freelancer can't bang because Bioware didn't want to do it this time. That's fine. I can get over it. I'd prefer to be there just to spice it up a bit, but that's not what we're doing, right? Instead, we have inconsequential dialogue options, and that is maybe what drives me craziest. Why give me the option between two drastically different things when I'm talking to random people if it isn't going to affect anything? Why even bother? I don't know. I really don't. I know it's because the illusion of choice makes it feel like you're contributing. The first time, yes, but when you see nothing pans out from that, no. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't bo- I don't bother talking to people anymore. Like, I talked to some of them, and that was kind of okay, and I just, I don't care. No, there's a fuck ton of people you can talk to. Yeah. And mostly, I don't give a shit. There are a couple of the characters that you can talk to that I, like, I enjoy the interaction with. Yeah, some of the characters are fun. And then there's others. The one guy who keeps trying to be like, I'm your inside information. I want to put that dude in the dirt. Yeah. Uh, Nielsen? Niels? Something like that. Yeah, the gossipy bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's trash. Um, Amal in the uh, bar who used to be a voice actor. Yeah. And uh, the guy that does his voice, I like his work. I can't think of the actor's name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, his character, though? I fucking hate his character. I don't give a shit about anything that's going on with him. The bar owner, though, she's cool. Max. She's fine. Uh, Zoe, the mechanic, she's fine. Um, Old boy that sells you thunder, Prospero. Prospero. Prospero's all right. Prospero's hilarious, other than his messed up eyes. Prospero's got a serious, like, cross-eyed thing going on, where, like, he looks at you and his eyes are just, like, focused inward. (laughs) It's weird, but he's hilarious, because he's all... Bring the thunder. And so my character always just plays into it. Just like, you're goddamn right I brought the thunder. Prospero's like, yeah, you did. And I'm like, he's like fucking hype man. Or uh, Lucky Jack. Uh, Lucky Jack's hilarious. Lucky Jack is the fucking man. So like, some of the characters are interesting and they, you know, their backstories aren't bad, but the fake choice you give me is stupid. And, ah. Having to exhaust the dialogue options to get a slight increase to your faction and the faction level is what dictates what blueprints you can craft fucking sucks yeah it's what lets you unlock your blueprints for consumables which the consumable menu is probably the worst menu ui i've ever seen oh you mean how uh, you have multiple slots but you can't pick them all in one go you have to pick one for slot one and then back out and then go back into slot two to pick one yeah that's not including the fact that if you go to craft them you have this giant un- like almost completely unorganized page of them that's just like all over the place i don't know if you've unlocked all the different colors no oh yeah it's just like all over the fucking place and you're like i want a purple one and you have to like find it through this mismatch of bullshit so you want this purple one, you click on it, and like it, you have to hold to craft because that's something we're still doing in 2019. So you hold your mouse button and click, boop, bar fills up and you craft it. Then you have to go back to the equip page, click equip, then there's a delay, always. This is terrible. There's a delay, and then it equips, then you have to hit escape to go back to the consumable page, go down to slot two, click on slot two, go back to craft, find the one you want, yeah. craft it. Holy Lord! No one tested this game. No. Hey, if you played this game 
and we're just like how it was and we're like this is fine people will be fine with this all of this is super intuitive like all the descriptions that i have no idea what they mean still which weapons do blast damage i don't know i don't fucking know before we get too far away from it i want to say one last thing about the characters uh, anytime you're talking to uh, NPC, they have a uh, like, range of body language that they cycle through when you're talking to them. Most oftentimes, for me, this was off. Slightly. Yes. Enough so that it was noticeable. There was a couple times, especially with Faye, where she would be talking, and it would be on point. And, like, she would, like, emote as she was talking in a way that made sense instead of her, like, waving her hands and shit at me, like, randomly as she was talking, which was fucking funny, but it was weird. And we haven't touched on the graphics or the map. And I want to say that, like, I think the game looks good. Uh, like, in the forge, like, you're going through your javelin. Like, my ranger, uh, I had it look like a war machine. Like, it was just, like, black and chrome. Until I got the uh, N7 skin, because fucking, of course I did. And, like, I, I thought it looked good. <laughs> it looks cool. Like, it was cool fucking with it. Like, it's that's what I miss about Armored Core so much. I want to fuck with some robots. Except there's not even enough options. No, no, there's not. No, right now in the game, I can, for my storm, I can go with my base head or I can go over to the buy tab and buy one, one different head. Hey, don't worry. It's the same for every other class. What? Yep. And then, oh, but don't worry. We've got our special store, which has two things available some of the time. Also different paints and emotes. <laughs> Yeah, their in-game store is somehow fucking mega trash. Yeah. And it rotates, like, every three days? That's a... That's... Why... What is that? Yeah, why Why three days? Now, well, I guess because they sell so little in it. Because they need it to turn over quickly because they don't have enough stuff. Uh, they try to hide that. But they need it not to be one day. Because then you would notice as it repeats literally every week because they don't actually have that much stuff. Yeah, and I, I don't understand how that works. Now, uh, I know they have a roadmap. Uh, I don't know if they've released the official roadmap of what they're going to do for like the following year or whatever. And I know they have more stuff coming out planned. Um, there's supposed to be a big content patch coming out um, in March, right? Yeah, you know, they're supposed to be the first content update in March. Which... Alright, I'm going to say this right now. Um, Warframe just came out with a patch. Destiny 2 mm-hmm. has a new thing. Yep. The Was this... As of time of recording, is this coming week? As of time of listening, is this past week that's coming out? And then The Division 2 obviously comes out later this month. Yep. Anthem, you're fighting a fight, and uh, I'm not sure you're ready for it. Mm, no. Jake, at this point, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. Um, I could go on. You, you mentioned map, this, that, that. There are lots of little issues with this game. And so I just kind of want to just move to recommendation summary. Okay. Because I, I don't know if you want to go. Uh, I want to say real quick, the map is um, a lot of repeating. Uh, it's boring. And like the game itself, I think, looks pretty and it sucks that the map is the same thing repeatedly. There's no variety. It is... I, I spent this much time in the game, and I couldn't tell you one location from another. Like, I, I fucking no idea. There's nothing memorable about what they're doing. It's a couple fucking floating rocks away from Avatar. You've listened to anybody talk about the game, they have fucking said that, and yeah. Uh, who do I recommend it for? Okay. Uh, if you are into um, loot shooters, right? Uh, if you like Destiny... If you like the division, I I think the combat's really fun. The flying around's fun. The game wants you to play with the squad. Uh, even better if you've got other suckers that want to pay for this. Great. It is not worth sixty dollars. There is not enough content to justify that price point. And like I enjoyed the game. Once they release more stuff, I'll probably play it. Like assuming I can actually get in and play it because of the fucking server crashes. And I'm looking forward to it when they get it fixed but because it's not fixed it's a full fucking release it shouldn't have released like this with such little stuff you catch it for 20 bucks fuck 30 bucks you're in that kind of the kind of game if the flying around and uh, shooting and hurling lightning sounds fun to you fuck yeah get in on it 
at that price, do not pay 60 for it. Yeah, this is one of the weirdest games where I have, at times, legitimately, genuinely enjoyed the game. Really, like, man, I'm enjoying this that I cannot in good conscience recommend. Can't do it. It does so many little things wrong, and they can fix a lot of them, probably. There's some of them that they can't fix, and that's some of, some of them are built-in design issues of, like, how they set the whole game up, and I think they can make it into a good game. I don't think this can be a great game, no matter how much work they put into it. I think they could make a great game. I think Anthem 2, if it ever were to happen, if they somehow figured out, you know, where they went wrong, they could make a great game out of this, because I think the base flying fighting mechanics could be great, but there's so many design issues and there's so little content right now that I, I can't recommend you buy this. Just don't do it. Like in a six months, if you can find the game for 20 bucks, sure. But even right now, if it was on sale for 20 bucks, I would tell you don't buy it. Right now, this game is not a game and is not worth your time or money, which is a goddamn shame because it could have been and it makes me wonder what the fuck they were doing the whole time. They said this game has been developing since Mass Effect 3 came out six years ago. If that's true, what? how are they this incompetent? Yeah, what? what is here that took six years? Like, did they spend the first four of it coming up with the idea? You can't tell me that you spent six years working on a game and then give me something with this little stuff in it. That's insane to me. Well, no, no, that that makes sense. Uh, at, at Mass Effect Three, when you see like Shepard in a spacesuit, and they're like, "What if we had like, what if you could like fly and shit? Like, what if we built a game around that?" And then it sat there tabled for like four and a half, five years, and they're like, "Oh, right, we should do something with that." That's that is Anthem. It is, which is disheartening because it is one of those like there was a lot of hype around it, and it succeeded and failed spectacularly at the same time, which just, it's bothers me <laughs> it bothers me so letters all right <laughs> time for that next uh, segment everyone's least favorite segment letters from listeners listeners like you this is my favorite segment someone should like it all right so <laughs> <laughs> if you've got any questions comments concerns ideas thoughts whatever Send them to thebadgamecast at gmail.com. We'll read them live on air. I mean, this isn't live. It's live for us, but then yeah. like it gets edited it's weeks in advance. I mean, not for this one, because like Anthem just came out. But you get the idea, folks. And we are going to talk about this email from this listener who hasn't sent us 14 questions. She knows what she did. Mm. Uh, before you read that, uh, <laughs> did you say where they can email into? TheBadGamePass at gmail.com? I was fucking spaced out right there. It's the cyberpunk future! Yay! The mega corporations have taken over. Modding and violence are rampant in the streets. There's neon everywhere, but at least there's a super cool virtual world connecting everyone in this dystopia. Where do you fit in? So, I guess we're doing, like, Ready Player One? Yeah, is it somewhere between, like, Ready Player Run and, like, Shadow Run? Where does, um, cyberpunk fall I was gonna say, is this, like, uh, Deus Ex? Yeah, what cyberpunk dystopia are we going with here? God. Oh my god, be more specific. Uh, it's sad that you'd have to specify which one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, man. Where do I fit in? I mean, probably just like at home in virtual reality, right? Yeah. Like, if they have like a full virtual world, it's probably pretty kicking. Well, yeah, I... You can only assume, like, outside sucks. And if you're going to step out on the street, you might get murdered. You Why know. go outside? Yeah. Why fucking bother? You can murder people in virtual reality where there's no consequences, probably. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. Is this a sword art situation where, like, they die in there and they die in real life? Ooh. I'm in. Wait. Actually, can I just play sword art online? Like, the game looked really good. It did. I, I mean, if you take out the whole dying thing. Well, I guess. Don't threaten me with a good time. Nah, I mean, like, if you want to add character permadeath... That'd be fine. So, like, dying has consequence still. Yeah, yeah. But, like, doesn't kill you in real life. Sure. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. Also, you could, like, log out. Yeah. So that, you know, you could, I don't know, go to the bathroom, grab some munchies. It's the little things, really. The little things. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can't actually close Anthem properly because you hit exit Anthem and it just black screens. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we're back, folks. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's what I would hope, that, like, in this dystopian future, that, like, there was basically, like, sword art-type, like, video games, you know. You could play some crazy MMO that was just, like, zany and fucking immersive. Because that's probably what i do. I mean, if you can't tell from this podcast, we play a lot of video games. Yep. So the idea that there could be one just like, even there probably wouldn't just be one because let's be serious, people have opinions. There'd be tons of fucking podcast, the tons of fucking podcasts, yeah, tons yeah. of fucking games. <laughs> there would be podcasts about which one's better. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what I'd be doing. I don't know. What are the cybernetic enhancements can I get? Get those Good. kick-ass robot hands, sweet robot arms. We've <laughs> talked about that in the past. I don't think on the podcast, but like in real life, I've talked about it plenty. We were talking about it this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, I mean, like you know, just cut my hands off, get sweet robot hands. Yeah. yeah honestly, uh, like I would like to say something like I don't know, maybe I'd deal some fucking new age chems and put that on my cred stick in some fucking alley Fight or the like power. something interesting. But topple a corporation. I would probably do what i do now and like i would find a place to work where i actually had to leave so i get out of the house and then come back hide in my hole and play video games a vr helmet doesn't really change that it's just kind of boring but you know truthful i know what i'm about yeah i mean that's it which is is amusing because it (laughs) it is the definition of the subreddit a boring dystopia because that's what it would be (laughs) Uh, the idea that like There'd be high-flying adventures everywhere. Nah, most people would just have, like, regular day jobs and or just regular virtual reality lives. You mean it's no different than it is now, where if you are so inclined, there are plenty of ways where you can go out and actually seek adventure, but how many people do you know do that? Yeah. Mm, Almost no one, generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could instead just be, like, comfortable and happy. Is that asking so much? Apparently it is. I'm not getting into it right now. Sure. Well, uh, we've been going for a while. You just want to... Yeah, we'll uh, throw this out there. All right. So, thanks for the question. As I said earlier, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, thoughts, hyperboles, hate mails, whatever you want, drop them, thebadgamecast at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up directly, talk about the podcast, any suggestions, blah, 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 want to know what we have going on, there's a Twitter, at thebadgamecast. You know, uh, if you tweet at me, hopefully I'll tweet back, depending on if my Twitter notifications are working again or not. If you want to check us out on Facebook, technically that exists. Don't go there. It's a shadowy place. If you want to check us out on Reddit, we have a subreddit. Every episode gets posted. There's not discussion on the subreddit, but all the episodes are linked there. And Jake randomly discusses in other people's subreddits about how to get us banned. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to uh, start a conversation on Reddit, I... I'm happy to pitch in. Yep. Uh, We stream on Twitch Monday through Thursday. Probably not other days. Maybe other days. Depends. Monday through Thursday is kind of our set schedule that we try to do no matter what. Mondays, I do bad game previews slash whatever I got going on, depending if I have a bad game to preview. Tuesdays, it's Jake. I'm going to try and stick with uh, Magic Arena so I can uh, get some W's under my belt. He's going to try. It might fail. Emphasis on try. It will fail. Uh, And that Wednesday and Thursday is our ongoing race situation. We race each other through various video games. Uh, Post our times. If you want to race us on your own time, tell us if you're better than us, worse than us. Go for it. Uh, We did Monster Hunter World first. Now we're on Borderlands 2. Upcoming TBD. If you got any ideas, you know where to hit us up. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jake Prey, and I believe you covered everything else. Yep. So, for the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. Still Jason. And, um, I don't know, fucking getting your javelin right or whatever. Yeah, javelin up!